and welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day. And today I want to talk a little bit about adversity. And some of the lessons I've learned over the last couple of years, is, and, you know, I guess my whole life, but especially these last couple of years, as I've been dealing with adversity. Now, for those of you who have not been around the music free community for very long. Um, I'll give you a quick rundown of what's <laughs> what's been going on in my life that's led me to this topic. So a little over two years ago, my dad died from COVID. It's very sudden. Uh, he was doing fine, and then he got sick, and just a few days later, was gone. Six months later, my mom died of leukemia. Now, at least with leukemia, we had some warning. We knew what was coming up. We just didn't know when. Okay. So that all sucked. <laughs> but the fallout of my dad's death was intense for me. Aside from the, the grief from both my parents. I talked about that in a previous episode. There have been a lot of issues that have, that have gone through with dealing with his, his estate and then, well, all of the other joys and, and trials of life. Um, I had to get his house renovated so that we could sell it or rent it. We, you know, there's, I've got kids in college. We've had now car issues and, you know, and, and the kids in college is a wonderful thing, but it's expensive, and we just dropped a lot of money to try to renovate the house, right? So we've got all of this stuff going on, and it just seems like it's been one thing after another, right? And sometimes it's small things, but, you know, things like our, our oven died a while back. It was a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. It's like, I need this to cook. What are we going <sighs> to... Turns out it was a relatively easy fix, but... You know, it was money we didn't have <laughs> to to spare in a lot of ways. You know, so we've had all of these different things that have just come up over and over and over again over the course of the last couple of years. Not, not to say the problems have been repeating, but we've had definitely lots of trials going on and on. So it's been a challenge. So... I want to talk a little bit about how how do you deal with this stuff without going mildly insane, <laughs> okay? Uh, because it's hard sometimes. And there are things that can compound your problems and just make things worse. And so we're going to talk about some of that. And again, I'm not an expert on anything, okay? <laughs> you know, this is my, these are lessons from my own personal experience they may work for you, they may not. And if they don't, well, you know, it's said everyone is different. Uh, but maybe they'll at least give you an idea that, hey, everybody goes through trials and you're not alone, which can be a really important lesson to learn. So I want to start this whole discussion with a lesson I learned from my dad. He was he was in the hospital for 
cancer. He just had surgery. And I I was going to go pick him up. Pick him up from the hospital, take him home, you know, be there with him for the for the first couple of days of his recovery. It wasn't a major surgery and his girlfriend was going to be there then later in the week, but that was, you know, I was going to go help help out my dad. And it was funny because he was I'm sitting there in the in his uh, recovery room, and he's getting signed out. Right, right. He's he's gotten dressed. He's filling out all the paperwork from from the nurses and everything. And while I'm sitting there waiting for him, we're chatting a little bit. There is a steady stream of nurses coming through his room, talking about how wonderful it was to have him on the floor, and. Uh, how much they're going to miss having him there. Now, <laughs> I know my dad, and I know that he was absolutely regaling them with his, his time on the police force and probably a number of fun uh, hospital-related stories that he had because that's just that's just what my dad did. <laughs> dad loved to uh, to tell his war stories any chance he got. But, you know, it was... He was also fun and and uh, just loved to laugh and joke about stuff. So <laughs> we were talking about it a little bit. And he, he said something to the effect that, you know, you face trials and or you have problems and stuff. And you've got, it's just the, you can choose how to approach them, right? You choose how to deal with them. And he says, yeah, I could sit here and complain about it, but it, what's the point? And the lesson I learned, it became my personal motto. And if you've heard it before, it's because I say it a lot. But the motto is there's no situation so bad that complaining about it won't make it worse. And said, it, my wife said likes to use um, wine instead of complain in that, but it still holds. The idea is that, hey, you're, you're going to have problems, and they're not always going to be fun. But what do you do about it? And, and that's not necessarily how do you go about solving it, but how do you personally face that problem? And it's my belief that when you sit and and focus on complaining about your problems, right? So, oh, I've got all of these issues and you just sit and complain about them. It takes the focus away from solutions, potentially, but magnifies the problems. It makes them bigger, makes them more important to you. And it, you start to, I mean, if they start to weigh heavier on your emotional state, right? Which it typically isn't good, right? Because the more you focus on your, on not necessarily the, the bad things, I don't mean ignoring them. I just mean the more you focus on complaining about them and not doing anything about them, the, so the, the more it tends to 
build up depression and just all in all make you feel worse about stuff, okay? Now, I'm not a psychologist or anything, so I can't tell you the psychological ins and outs of all of this, but this is what I've, what I've learned in my life. And the trick is, of course, you don't ignore your problems and hope they go away. I, it's, it, legitimately, sometimes that works. But that's really, most of the time, that's just not the case. And that's not to say that every problem has an immediate solution either. Right? Sometimes you do have to wait and just work through the, work through the issues or wait for the issues to go. Right? So let me give you an example. We'll start with a simple one, a couple. So I had my oven fail, right? Now, hey, the oven, the stovetop, those are sort of important parts of my daily life because I like to eat too much so perhaps, but I like to, I like to cook. Or at least I like to cook well enough to have food because <laughs> I, like I like dinners. You know, I don't necessarily want to have to pull everything out of the freezer and, you know, do microwave dinners all the time. And, you know, for us, Thanksgiving was coming up, and so we were hoping for, you know, to, to be able to make turkey for Thanksgiving. But the reality was, okay, yes, it was broken. And we did manage to get somebody who could come out and take a look at it. But it was going to be a couple of weeks before they could do that. So, okay, how do we handle two weeks without the ability to cook? At least the ability to cook on a stovetop. Well, we had some options, right? We had a microwave. Still have a microwave. We have a toaster oven. Okay, I love toaster ovens, by the way. But uh, we, we also decided, okay... Uh, this is going to be a while. We still need to be able to, to uh, heat things up on a stovetop. So we did take a quick trip to Walmart and found a, you know, it was a little countertop, two burner dealy bobs. And we were able to use that for uh, for cooking for a couple of weeks. It wasn't ideal. And it didn't get as, didn't cook as hot or as fast as our, our stovetop would, but it gave us ways to cook. And it wasn't particularly expensive. I think it was like $30, something like that. It wasn't bad. I didn't want to have to spend the money, but at least it wasn't, uh, you know, an outrageous sum. But as we sit there, my wife and I were sitting down to talk about it. It's like, okay, um, we know he's coming out in a couple of weeks. It'll be just before Thanksgiving. We don't know if he'll be able to fix the problem then or if uh, he's going to have to wait for parts and fix it. You know, when the parts come in, you know, those types of things. And we can sit there and whine and complain about, you know, how our Thanksgiving is ruined because we can't cook a turkey. And we sat down and talked about it and said, you know what? We'll just... We're just going to throw chicken nuggets in the toaster oven if all else fails, and we'll just do that for Thanksgiving. We can cook up the rest of the stuff. You know, we we can do the stuffing and the mashed potatoes, and we can do, you know, 
all of the other stuff we need. You know, gravy packets work, you know, those types of things. And ultimately, we were able to get our, our oven fixed before Thanksgiving. Turns out it was just a, came in, it was an easy part to, to replace and to fix. But we basically then just decided, you know what? It's not worth the hassle right now to, to deal with the turkey. We'll continue with the chicken nuggets plan. Now, the, the point of this, you know, story here was that we had a couple of ways of dealing with this. And whining and complaining didn't solve any of the problems, Right. That doesn't mean we didn't sit there and say, okay, come on, just another problem? Really? Yes, that happened. <laughs> we did commiserate with each other for a little bit, but then we worked to solve the problem and just, all right, this is reality, we'll, we'll work with it. The other trial we, we've got, it's a good trial, but it's still a trial, is I have three kids in college. And that gets expensive, <laughs> okay? A couple of my, I mean, one of my kids is going to a reasonably inexpensive school, but the other two are not, especially my son. He, he is, uh, he decided to go into game design, which is, you know, computer science and, and video game design, which is awesome. It's right up his his interests. I'm I'm excited for him, but he chose a very good, but very expensive school to go to. So, you know, he's now he's doing his parts. <clears throat> he got a fair number of scholarships. He, he, when he got off his mission, rather than trying to go to school right away, he worked for a year to save up money. He got a job while he's up there, something that he can do around his class schedule. So this is all awesome. It's like it's not like he's <laughs> sitting there on the mom and dad scholarship train or anything like that. But we're, we're making up the difference, okay? And the same is true with the other kids. Uh, and it's expensive. There's no getting around it. And we kind of knew it was coming, but there's only so much you can plan for that. But uh, we had some other issues that are making funds really tight. I had to get a mortgage to uh, pay for the renovations on my dad's house. Well, that's a lot of money we were not expecting to have to spend. You know, we were expecting to have that money to help pay for tuitions and, you know, housing and stuff for our kids. And then our contractor who's doing it was supposed to have been done in the spring and it's still going. So we haven't been able to rent it. So we don't even have... So again, we were spending money that I wasn't expecting and we're not even getting like rental income that we were hoping to have at this point. So ongoing trials, the house stuff said it's its own issue. Talk about that later, but the kids, okay. Again, it's a good trial, but it's just an ongoing one. And so we get to endure, you know, in the uh, church, we've got a phrase, endure to the end, right? And that's kind of where we're at with the kids. It's like, all right, you know, 
it, this is going to be an ongoing thing for a few years. We just have to endure some of this and, um, you know, and then when we come out from the other side, we can start dealing with, you know, catching up, right? Because we've had to get student loans for the kids, right? The kids get loans, but apparently there are such things as parent loans to help pay for, for college. And we had to get those to help them go to school because we want our kids to have those opportunities and, you know, we're doing our best to, to help them. And, you know, these are, these are trials and we can sit and complain about it. But again, complaining does, it, it not only does no good, it makes the situations worse because you, know, you sit and focus on the, the negative. You focus on all of the things you can't do, right? We'd had plans to buy a new car a couple of years ago. And then when dad died, all of that went out the window. And I was really excited about the possibility of buying a new car. Um, but, you know, that's that didn't happen. Unfortunately, I now have to go buy a car because the one of our uh, our minivan, which we've had for decades, literally, we, we bought this car in like 2000 or 2001, something like that. When we realized, when we found out we were pregnant, uh, my wife was pregnant with uh, my son. We needed room for now. I mean, he was our our third child. We needed more room than our little contour was going to have. So we had this van forever. And, you know, our philosophy on cars is you buy them and you drive them to the wheels fall off. And, well, that's kind of about what happened is my daughter took it to school because she was, uh, because of the way travel ended up working, getting all of the kids to, to college, it was a shorter trip for her. As my son went to college halfway across the country, she went to college just a couple hundred miles away. So she took the, the minivan while we took took my son to school. Okay, great, no problem. Now, she had some issues with it. Um, the ignition switch failed uh, not long before Thanksgiving, actually. Uh, so she couldn't turn the car off. And then finally, it just sort of died. Um, it also had some other issues with um, with one of the wheels that we had to get fixed. But as she was driving it back, she was feeling some weird issues with the brakes. And brake issues are never something you want to screw around with, right? Because <laughs> the car won't stop. You've got problems. So we uh, we drove it around a little bit. And yeah, I was feeling the same thing. There's something weird with the brakes. So we took it to a friend of ours who's who's a mechanic. And he took a look at it and said, yeah, some issues. It's going to be at least $1,000 to fix. And this is after we've we dumped a thousand dollars on it to fix the uh, the ignition switch was cheap, but some of the the wheel issues. It's not good when you're driving and the the wheel wobbles. Not just the tire, but the whole wheel starts wobbling. That's not good. So we've done that. We put a couple thousand dollars in it prior to that to make sure everything was sort of 
to try to be sure the car was in good repair and wouldn't cause her problems while she had it. And it's getting to a point where the car itself is a money sink. It's like, all right, um, what do we do? Well, you know, it's it's getting to a point where I can't, it's better to cut our losses on, and rather than dumping money into the, the van, to dump money into a car payment. Because in the long run, it's going to be cheaper. But that means we have to go used car shopping here, and we weren't really expecting to have to spend anything on a new car. And now we've got, you know, 10000 or so that we're going to have to spend. You know, these are... But on the plus side, yeah, we get a newer car. I mean, it is kind of nice to have a car built in this millennium. <laughs> okay. It'd be nice having a car younger than my children, you know, that type of thing. So I could sit here and complain about it. And, and, and it, to be perfectly honest, yes, my wife and I have complained about things. Uh, my wife is a complainer. <laughs> you know, she tries hard and she's, she has learned from uh, my example here to try not to complain about problems, but instead try to work through them and endure them because she's seen the uh, mental health effects. But sometimes you just, you just have to shake your head and it's like, oh, really, really? Come on, man. But there are, of course, other issues. Now, you know, I've talked about all this stuff. I'm, I'm not wanting to trauma dump, okay? You know, I'm not trying to say, okay, this is why you need to go to my Kofi and donate, right? I'm not trying to do any of that. Because, you know, while I do want you to help, I, I would love it if you would support the stream. That's totally up to you and not because I'm having trauma, but because you think the music-free stuff is worth it, okay? But... I do want to talk about some things that can make dealing with some of these trials worse. Uh, depression, for example, makes everything worse. I mean, this is one of those, after dad died, you know, I had all of the grief from his death and mom's death added on to it. But dad hit me hard because I wasn't expecting it and he was in pretty good health up to that point for being an old man in his early 70s. But... When uh, when he died, it threw me into a depression cycle that was just horrific. By December of uh, last year, I was I was crushed, and you can go so you can listen to my grief episode from a couple of weeks ago to so I talked more about that. But the, the depression kills any sort of it kills hope, right? And the hope is what gets you through your trials, okay? And it's it's weird when you think about it, right? You hear often that, or at least I have, I don't know if you have, but that fear and faith can't exist in the same place. And I'm not necessarily speaking about faith in God or anything like that, just hope and faith that you can get through the problem 
and get past it and move on to something else that eventually you will solve that problem or, or get past it or whatever and it won't be a problem anymore. That faith and that hope is what uh, helps you get through these trials and helps you, I don't know, stay at least somewhat mentally healthy, right? Depression minimizes hope and maximizes fear, right? It's just part of how that emotion hits. And it sucks, okay? I, I, I've been... I've dealt with depression off and on my entire life. Nothing real serious, but it's it's been something that comes and it goes. And it came hard after uh, after my dad's death and then as we've dealt with all of this other stuff, just overwhelming and crushing. Well, it took, you know, a year's worth of, of therapy to help get past all of the uh, all of the grief for one thing, and most of the depression. And it's not to say I don't have issues still, you know. I'm, but I'm in a much healthier space than I was even before Dad died, which is great. And it's like part of that is what helps me have that view. It's like you know, part of what was killing me with the uh, with this was was the depression. And so being able to work through that uh, in, in a healthy way. So for me, it was therapy. And uh, that helped a lot. And, you know, I highly recommend it. If you're having issues, you're having mental health trials, and if you can't, af- can't afford it, see a therapist and have them help you through it. And really put yourself, <laughs> so they put yourself through it, but um, really do the work and it can help you solve some of those issues in your life. But depression, it's, it's a lot of ways it's like complaining. It magnifies all of the negative and makes it harder to focus on finding solutions, and focusing on the positive things in life. So, so that's kind of where I'm at now is, okay, I've got the depression pretty much under control. I'm still working through my, with my therapist to make sure I've got it under control. But... So the, the, to focus on not the negatives, not the why me's, not the oh, just one more thing going wrong in my life, but to focus on what are you, what's coming next? How do you get out of your trials? How do you get through this adversity? What's the next step, right? Um, in Frozen 2, right, Disney's Frozen 2, Anna has a song called The Next Right Thing. And in it, she sings about, okay, as as she's just dealing with what she thinks is the death of her sister, 
spoiler alert for Frozen 2. Uh, what and Olaf is just now sort of uh, disappeared as well because Elsa's magic has stopped. So, what do you do? What does she do? She's okay. Just focus on the next step, the next choice. Do the next right thing. Okay. Excellent life lesson there. Sometimes that's all you can do is, all right, I can't see the end of this. I will focus on doing the next thing, the next right thing, the next thing that's good for me uh, and good for the situation, right? And eventually you take enough steps that you've, that you've made the journey through your adversities and you can look back and see how far you've really come. And it's hard to see it sometimes. When you're in those situations, it's like being in a fog and being in a in a dark room. And you know, you can't see what's around you, you can't see the end. You can just see the trial. And you just if you can just focus on yes, this will end. And just take the next step and next step and next step and get through things and you can get through it. And you can and you can overcome your adversities. But it starts with how you choose to face them. And it's not the easiest thing in the world. I'm never going to claim that it's going to be easy. But I am going to say that if you can face it with a minimum, I'm, I'm not going to be uh, uh, so naive and say, face it without complaint but if you can face it with a minimum of complaints don't make your problems worse through your own attitude you can get through it and I, 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 part of this is a lesson I'm and a message I'm trying to tell myself yes I can get through it but it's, you can't and it's possible and this is just some of what I've learned as I've been dealing with this Again, just not just these last couple of years, but over my entire life. You know, I'm in my mid-40s. I've had a reasonable amount of life behind me, so. <sighs> That's something I won't overcome. Sorry, I, I'm not going to get younger. That that pill does not exist yet. But, uh, so yeah. So until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static signing off.